Hello, listeners, and welcome to the final Chamber of Secrets episode of A Muggle's Perspective. I'm Rogi. I'm Brayden. I'm Joseph. <laughs> and uh, we are here to wrap up Chamber of Secrets, play some games, do some activities, and as you already heard, we have an exciting guest on this episode. Hi, Joseph. Hey, how's it going? I am good. Uh, I wanted to get your input as a just a huge Harry Potter fan, you know, really here, <laughs> just like we did with Nate, where you are with the fandom, uh, how long have you been into Harry Potter, uh, what house are you in, do we have any other questions we asked Nate? Um, I would love to know if he had a wizarding band name. Yes, give us a good wizarding band name. Okay, well, uh, to start off, I guess, I'm kind of like... If you guys both had a baby of how much you know about Harry Potter, <laughs> I'd be that baby because I've seen like, I've read, I've read none of the books, right. but like, I like the internet. So I know a lot about Harry Potter from that. <laughs> and also I've seen like two, three and a half movies. So like not a Potter head or whatever. But I am, I do enjoy... Uh, I think they're referred to as potheads. Hmm. Ooh. After dark they are. <laughs> that, that's for the uh, donors only, right? Yes, that, that's on the patrons only pod. He knows. he knows. Immediately after this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I heard it, don't worry, because I'm a patron, so, you know. Perfect. Um, but, yeah, so I guess growing up, I didn't watch it, didn't, wasn't allowed to, similar to Nate and, but and I, and you, but I never argued with it because I do have, like, some understanding of what my parents were trying to do, and also I was just, like, a rule-following kid, so I was like, eh, that's fine, I don't, I don't mind, uh, and then when I got to college, or graduated college, really, I, started watching them and i was like these are fine um <laughs> right that's fair if you only watch the movies then like that's a perfectly fair reaction yeah so like child actors is just hard so i don't blame them it's just mm. n- not that great of acting so i mean right. good for 12 year olds so um and then i'm friends with rogi so now i am constantly surrounded by harry potter things and mm. i only buy him harry potter things even right, as if that's not what he wants <laughs> why would so why would that not be what i want <laughs> yeah so um i that's my knowledge base what house are you in yeah are you in a house so this is my beef with the fandom one of my <laughs> Mini. Oh, we're already getting beefy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Joseph's beef. <laughs> I was thinking patron's beef, but that works too. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm the only patron with this beef because I always feel like all my friends who live in the United States, they choose their houses of Hogwarts, but if they're wizards, they want to go to Hogwarts. So that doesn't really make sense oh. to me. Okay, so what's your Overmorny house? So I looked it up just to try to figure it out. I think I would be some kind of serpent 
A it's horned basically, serpent? Yeah, it's like a yeah. more academic or they're not really sure. It's not as like cut and dry as Hogwarts of like, mm-hmm. you know, you're this, you're like, you know, sneaky. And so you're and clever. You're, you're in Slytherin. It's like more, you walk in, so there's no hat. They walk in and then whatever statue like reacts to you, that's the house you're in. And it kind of chooses you and then mm-hmm. multiple can choose you. And then you get to choose like, oh, I want to be in this house. So it's like what Harry did with the hat, except that it's just like overt it's not like this conversation that's in your head it's like mm-hmm. oh this statue and this statue want me so i'm going to choose this statue so interesting yeah. so it's, it's pretty i don't know i don't i mean it's obvious it doesn't get as much love because not in the movies or books but um i don't know there's i don't know why there's so much hate towards it when i bring it up to other other fans they're like oh no i'm i'm obviously a gryffindor i'm just like but how <laughs> there's well, no there's no platform nine and three quarters in new york like that's not how it works we're about four years of podcasts away from being able to really have this discussion about over morning but <laughs> yeah okay assured. i was gonna say i have no idea what's Good. going on is Good. it even in the books question mark no okay okay so that's so why i, I haven't I didn't, yelled at you yet okay yeah i was like i'm not don't think i'm spoiling anything but i just yeah again internet things right um so that so yeah that would be my house in America. If I was in if I was in your or the UK, I would probably be a Ravenclaw. I would guess. I don't know. I haven't done the Pottermore thing, so not sure. So just to clear it up for our listeners, how much of Chamber of Secrets did you read or familiarize yourself with prior to this podcast? I have seen the whole movie, but I've okay. not read any of the book. Did you like look up a summary or anything? Uh, no, but I've actually seen this movie twice. Huh. It's for some reason always on the convenient time when I'm watching. Uh, well, now sci-fi. I forget what it was on before. Oh, ABC Family. I'm free sorry. Form. I'm sorry. What was the name of that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's freeform now. Well, did they have it when they were still freeform, or did they sell it before they became freeform? No, they had it. Ah, okay, I think so. Anyways. I like your implication that seeing a Harry Potter movie twice is like a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for someone who's never watched them until I was 22, then that's quite a bit. I'm, I'm 25 now, so in three years, I've seen that one twice out of the three that I've seen. So I'm trying to think if I have ever seen a Harry Potter movie twice in the same day. <laughs> I mean, I've seen more. I've seen like five in a day, but I don't think the same movie more than once. Uh, Joseph, have you seen... So, have you just seen the first three? Let's see, I've seen Chamber of Secrets. I've seen Prisoner of Azkaban, which we're, I'm not going to talk about. And yeah, better not. <laughs> uh, I've seen Goblet of Fire. So, yeah, the first three. Nope. No, never mind. <laughs> see, that's, that's me. That's how much I know. <laughs> okay. No, well, so, yeah. No, I haven't seen Sorcerer's Stone. So, I haven't seen them at their worst, the actors. Or actresses. That's true. Because I had a real, like, you're, what you were talking about earlier about child actors, and you were just kind of like, yeah, like, that's, that's kind of how I walked away from the first movie. Yeah, that's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. No arguments about that. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with, like, if you grow up with it, I can totally understand. Like, I'm not fighting anyone. Like, oh, you shouldn't be a big, huge fan of this. Like, I get it. But, like, just wasn't me. So I don't have that nostalgia factor. Same yeah. That's how I am with. Star Wars, so I get it. Yeah. So we are here to discuss chapter 18 of 
Chamber of, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is called Dobby's Reward. And now I know it's been a little while since you got to read this chapter, Brayden, because we haven't recorded in a while. Right. But upon rereading it today, I definitely felt like it sort of summed up the book pretty well. We got to hit a lot of the previous plot points. Basically, Harry is in Dumbledore's office after escaping from the Chamber of Secrets and tells Dumbledore everything that happened. Like, yes. the runs through the Basilisk and Aragog and Moaning Myrtle and just everything that went into them getting to the chamber. So was there anything that stuck out to you from this kind of summation of the book? Well, I guess I was more, um, I, I don't know, interested, I guess, in just the strategy here of J.K. Rowling. Um, basically just tying up all the loose ends at the end yep. of the book. Yeah, That was interesting to me. Like... Since there are there are eight books in this series, seven, seven, mm-hmm. eight um, movies. Oh, okay. Uh, just like kind of wondering to myself, like, okay, so where does she go with the third book? Because not that not that like the story is dead or anything, but mm-hmm. there's really no questions or cliffhangers left, you know. Yeah, that's definitely a JKR trait, especially early in the series, is tying up all the loose ends. She doesn't leave you hanging i mean you got to remember it was sometimes years between these books coming out oh really okay Mm -hmm. did she already know the success of her books at this point like or was she's like kind of insurance of like oh this might be the last book so so that's what i was wondering yeah rogi can you answer that um the first one was a pretty big hit so she i mean at the end of the second is she's still kind of in that you know, she was very poor before this and was just trying to get, you know, ride the wave as much as possible and get everything out. But by the time she was writing the third one and so on, she knew that, okay, she can do this as long as she needs to. Interesting. Yeah. So we get a lot of Harry describing what happened to Dumbledore. There's a few things that stuck out to me that I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on Brayden. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, there's little things like Harry apparently tells Dumbledore everything that happened in about 15 minutes, which I thought was bold. Like, that's pretty quick. Yeah. We just read like a 300 page book about it. Yeah. I kind of imagine he just took like a great big deep breath and just didn't stop talking the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you would have to. He's like speed reading. Yeah. And Dumbledore's head, like Dumbledore's eyes kind of started to roll back in his head and then he had to like refocus. So I... I don't know if you remember this quote, page 329, if we can all turn in our copies to page 329. Arthur, uh, Mr. Weasley, is basically mad at Ginny because he says that he should he taught her better. She should have known not to mess with the sorting hat. He says, never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. He says he's always told her that and seemed to think that it was obvious that she should have known that the diary would be bad news. Was it obvious to you just from seeing the diary? They're like, oh, whoa, that's not something that should be messed with. Not at all. I thought this was ridiculous. <laughs> is it? Is it beefy? It's pretty beefy. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's the beefiest thing from this chapter. It's like def- it's like a strip steak. It's not Angus. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I it it annoyed me. Um, obviously, I'm a big Jenny fan already, so like. Right. I'm kind of like, girl off me here, but <laughs> I don't, um, I, which, when did he start telling her that? When was that like a family saying? 
Yeah, it is first mentioned here, so <laughs> this just must have been during her childhood. Like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, at what point in her childhood he thought he needed to start telling her, if you can't see a thing's brain, don't trust it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my dad definitely would say things like, like I've always told you, and then say something <laughs> that you've never heard before. You know what I always say. Yeah. Is that just a my dad thing? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, he's certainly a character, so yeah. I get it. But yeah. I just thought all dads did this. That's probably something I'll do as a dad. <laughs> Specifically warning your kids not to trust things that you Guess can't see their brains. brains. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd like to work that one in every now and then just to see the confused look on their face and then just sort of walk out of the room. You have to, like, throw journals or books at them as you're doing it. <laughs> Told you. That's very good. <laughs> So the next thing I wanted to bring up, um, when McGonagall and Ginny and the Weasley parents leave, McGonagall says, I'll leave you to deal with Potter and Weasley. So are you worried at this point that Harry and Ron are going to get in trouble for all the rules they've broken? No. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you trust Dumbledore? Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've kind of... I don't know. This seems like it's just going to be the thing that happens in all the books. Like Ron and Harry are going to go on an adventure, break a lot of rules in order to go find miles the truth. Into the school. So many miles. <laughs> um, just really more than we could even imagine so far down underneath the school. Right. And they're going to break rules to get there, but they're going to find out the truth and they're going to be victorious and they're going to do things that are so special and courageous, I guess, for the house, for, for Hogwarts in general and then for the House of Gryffindor that everybody will forgive them and they'll win the House Cup. I think that's Make just, so that's just the, like, a thing that's going to happen in almost probably not every book. I would, I would assume by the end of the series, like J.K. Rowling kind of shakes it up a little bit and things happen. But I don't know. In the early books, it just kind of seems like that's the running theme. Like there's something under the school related to Voldemort. We got to go down there and, and, and defeat it. under the school. It's even deeper. You just got like more yeah, miles. Every book you go deeper. <laughs> and so basically what I'm hearing is that since we're in book two, so we're now, we can now see patterns. I, right. After the first book, you didn't know what to expect, but now there's a pattern. Yeah. And it's still pretty early. Um, and like you said, I, I think at this point, JK Rowling probably wasn't, fully in her like zone of realizing oh wow i'm gonna be able to write on this stuff forever you know so i can see it switching up i guess now that i think about it but no there's de there's definite patterns so for the time being we're pretty confident harry and ron are untouchable yeah i wasn't really worried in the slightest that dumbledore was gonna punish them in any way okay so if we flip over to page 332, we get a little bit of a quote that I didn't know if you thought was going to be meaningful. The bottom of 332, top of 333, Dumbledore basically says that Lord Voldemort transferred some of his powers to Harry on the night that he attacked him. Not on purpose, but it happened. Is this just Dumbledore speaking off the cuff? Do you have a prediction? I want a prediction from you. What are the implications of this statement? Unless I'm much mistaken, he transferred some of his powers to you the night he gave you that scar. Not something he intended to do, I'm sure. Maybe he thought that one day Harry would come back to him as, like, his son, and then they would just defeat the wizarding world together. 
So he like. So is this like an alien predator thing where he like put a little virus in Harry that's eventually going to turn him over to him? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Okay, good. But the power of Harry's um, mother's love is too much. <laughs> always. <laughs> so the, the mother's love is stronger than the father's virus. That's what I've always said. <laughs> Just like I've always told you, Ginny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, page 335. I think we're getting a little close to some uh, some cow meat here. On page 335, Dumbledore just calls out Lucius Malfoy as having full-on threatened the fa- the governors, the other governors of Hogwarts unless they agreed to kick out Dumbledore. So he says, several of them seem to think that you had threatened them to curse their families if they didn't agree to suspend me in the first place. And then my guy Malfoy doesn't even deny it. Yeah, I think he gets some sort of high off of being kind of mysterious and no one knowing what he's up to. So. Okay. And Joseph just died. (laughs) No, I dropped my phone. Don't blame Joseph oh. for this. <laughs> I'm just rolling down another hill. <laughs> so that, that didn't that didn't surprise you at all that, that Malfoy had, had done that in order to get Dumbledore kicked out. Um, I knew he had he was related to it somehow. What bothered me about it is what is my beef for this episode. Britain's beef. Okay, so how many of these guys are there on the on the board or whatever you call it? I don't know why, but I want to say that Lucius is one of 12. That's what, Yeah, I thought it was like 10 or 12. Yeah. And so you're telling me that one dude can blackmail all 11 others into into what he wants? Like nobody can band together and, and fight back? I mean, what does that tell you about Malfoy's reputation? I guess that he's very feared, but I just think it's kind of pathetic and a little concerning that these are the folks that are kind of making the decisions for Hogwarts. So it's more that they're pitiful and less that you actually believe that Malfoy is dangerous? Um, yeah, more so on the pitiful side. I mean, he had to have been able to do something, right? Right. I mean, Dr- Draco talks about the dark stuff that his dad has hidden at home. Yeah. Yeah, I have no I have no doubt that he made like a serious threat. It's just kind of annoying that all 11 board members were like, "Oh, shoot." Yeah, we'll get Dumbledore out of there. <laughs> okay, no, no, Malfoy. <laughs> so the only other thing that we really have in this chapter is a lot of Dobby. So much Dobby. Yeah, this is Dobby's kind of character arc concluding finally. We started with Dobby and we end with Dobby revealing his whole his whole plan. He's trying to give Harry a bunch of clues. I don't think he does it very well. No. He just points a lot and punches himself in the face. <laughs> That's how I try to get through to Hannah. <laughs> and Hannah's like, oh, your face hurts. And then she heals you. <laughs> oh, you're hungry. So what did you think? I want to kind of give you the floor to tell me about Dobby is now free. He's a free elf. How did this happen? What did you think of how it happened? Super clever. Really enjoyed um, Harry's thinking here. Um, We're on page 337 for anyone following along at home. Harry grabbed the diary, dashed out of the office. He could hear Dobby's squeals of pain receding around the corner, quickly wondering if this plan could possibly work. Harry took off one of his shoes, pulled off his slimy, filthy sock, and stuffed the diary into it. Then he ran down the dark corridor. Caught up with them at the top of the stairs. Mr. Malfoy, he gasped, skidding to a halt. I've got something for you. 
He forced the smelly sock into Lucius Malfoy's hand. Malfoy ripped the sock off the diary, threw it aside, then looked furiously from the ruined book to Harry. You'll meet the same sticky end as your parents one of these days, Harry Potter, he said softly. Threatening to murder the child. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's magic. They were meddlesome fools, too. He turned to go, come, Dobby. I said come. But Dobby didn't move. He was holding up Harry's disgusting slimy sock and looking at it as though it were a priceless treasure. Master has given a sock, said the elf in wonderment. Master gave it to Dobby. So, as we will recall, back to what we learned earlier in the book, um, I think it's if, it, if the master awards the elf some sort of clothing, is that right? Mm-hmm. Or does it have to be a sock specifically? No, it's just clothes. Okay. Then that is basically a token of freedom. It breaks the, the, the bondage to the master. Do I have that right? Yeah. So, because of Harry's disgusting sock, which Dobby just puts on willingly, um, <laughs> he is free. No longer under Lucius Malfoy. Which, I was trying to think back, who did I predict Dobby belonged to? Did I say Snape? Yeah, there was definitely some Snape. Let's yeah. see if we have it in the predictions here. I don't know if we wrote it down. There's, I think there was the idea of the Malfoys, but I steered you away from it. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Just whenever you need me to lie to you. Yeah, so I'm 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 curious now, um, as to how important of a character Dobby becomes, um, what use he is to Harry and the quad squad. Such a quad squad. Yeah. I would assume he becomes like a pretty central character because I feel like um Anytime you see anything on, like on the internet for Harry Potter, like it's usually got Dobby in it. Like the kid that made your 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 high school or middle school kid that made our uh, our cover art, it's got yeah, Dobby in it. It does. So like obviously he's important. I mean he full on outdueled Lucius right after this, just like destroyed him. Malfoy like tried to raise his wand to attack Harry, and Dobby just like snaps his fingers and knocks him down the stairs. Oh, shoot. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so clearly he's got some power as well. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Pretty good member of the team. Yeah, new addition to the quad squad. The, the Quint squad? Quint squad. Um, so I have a question about Dobby. Yeah. Yeah. So in the movie, he has some kind of cloth that he wears. Mm-hmm. Where did he get that from? Are they born with that? <laughs> Do you know what that is, Braden? I think it's mentioned in the book. It's a pillowcase, right? It is. Oh. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's not actual clothing. Right. Oh, interesting. Yep. It's a common elf trope is you'll see them wearing like towels or tea cozies. I don't know what a tea cozy is. (laughs) Do you? No. I'm just picturing like the things from Starbucks that they put around, like the cardboard things, and it's like nice. just covering their like chest with their arms poked through it, and that's yeah. it. Please call in, call the Howler, call our hotline, tell us what a tea cozy is. That's like the first time I've even heard that. What are you saying, tea cozy? Tea cozy. Tea cozy. I yeah, I don't know what that is. Me neither. Um. The real question is, does Dobby play Quidditch? Well, we know he messes with Harry's bludger. With the bludger that was attacking Harry in that match. Yes. That's all we... I mean, like, 
What do you think? Is he going to play? I think he'll get involved. He's Quidditch adjacent. (laughs) Yeah. He just is the snitch for one of the games. (laughs) For the championship. (laughs) I mean, that's how you play real life Quidditch. You You get a house elf? Yeah, Yeah, you get a house elf. (laughs) Cool. Give him a sock. (laughs) Well, you can't give him a sock. Then you don't have a house elf anymore. Is this harkening back to the dwarf parties in Vegas? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Wait. Is that a conversation that we had? Yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about the the gnomes. Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz you um I was told by a friend that you can you can pay to play games with little people. Little people. It like is a human big world. bowling and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's basically that, I guess. Human darts. You just get a small person and then you're good. Uh so now we want to kind of take a step back and look at the book as a whole. So, we are reintroducing a classic Muggles perspective. I don't know what you'd call this. Uh, tradition. Tradition. It's a segment. It's a, an activity. It's time for the second annual Muggy Awards. So these prestigious awards, for anyone that doesn't remember, are given out by members of the Muggles Perspective community to like characters or different things in the book, quotes, those kinds of things, and it should be a good time. So this year, we're going to pretend like the first book happened last year, even though it did not. <laughs> this year, Joseph, have you been on? Do you follow Muggles Perspective on Instagram? I don't have an Instagram, so no. Mm, is that true? I think you do have an Instagram. I do have an Instagram. I haven't posted to it in like literally three years. Okay. Um, well, on Instagram, we put up voting for the second annual Muggy Awards, and then we put pictures, and then on Instagram, you can vote. You can do polls, but there are only two options. So we had we put up all the categories and let all of our listeners, uh, followers, vote on which thing should win each category. Which nominee? So I thought that in for the final tally, we would let Brayden vote because, as we know, the Carpenters are a social media-free household. That is true. I can confirm that. We would let Brayden vote as well, and then Brayden's vote is going to count extra because he's a muggle. When will I not be a muggle? At the end of the series? Is that, is that how that works? I mean, Joseph's still a muggle. Here's a secret, Brayden. Yeah? Literally everyone's a muggle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Okay, I can kick you off this show. That's <laughs> what I, I, so I was thinking. You just, you just stirred the beast. I have that power. Let's be very clear. So tread lightly, my friend. Maybe that's the next poll question. Is Rogi a muggle? Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, call in. Call into the hotline. <laughs> and let him know if he's a muggle or not. Uh, you can't. I think I would probably fare pretty well on that. I think I've got enough loyal listeners. Uh, no, you're right. Most listeners are probably on Braden's side. <laughs> yes. That's fair. With If it was just me, it would just be perspective. Can you imagine a podcast of just me talking about Harry Potter? I can, and it's yeah, horrifying. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that hard to imagine, honestly. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of podcasts like that, but not one person podcasts.
Hey girl, hey. What's up? Oh my gosh, why do you look so down in the dumps? I'm just super upset. What could even be upsetting to you? You're gonna get married. I know. You're engaged. I know, and I'm going to look fabulous, but the problem yes. is... No problem. No, I have a huge problem. A problem? Like a big prop. I can't, I literally can't find anyone to take video. I want video footage of me in this beautiful dress. You gotta get a videographer. I can't find one. I can't find any good ones. Oh my gosh, haven't you heard of Logan R. Hayes? Logan R. Hayes? Who is that? He is only the greatest videographer. He does weddings and like short videos and he like raps sometimes. He's a rap guy? Yeah, he can do it all. Holy cow. If I wanted to like get in touch with Logan R. Hayes and maybe find out more about like what he does and maybe contact him about my wedding, where, how would I even do that? OMG, do you remember his name? Um, yeah, you just said it. It's, it's Logan R. Hayes. Dot com. No way. So I just put like three W's in front of that and a dot. Or don't even. It's not 1999 anymore. You don't have to type the W, W, W. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so... LoganRHaze.com. I go to LoganRHaze.com. I don't even have to type the Ws because it's like 2018. Correct. And then let's say that I really like his stuff. Is uh-huh. there any way I could get like a cool discount? You got to get a quote. You got to get a quote. You got to see how much it's going to be. Okay. okay. Use code MUGGLE. MUGGLE. M-UGGLE. Cool. And what will that get me? It gets you a discount on the quote. It's 10% on the quote. Wow. So then you can use that 10% to get a 10% more expensive dress. You always have the best ideas. I know what it's about, Bradena. Literally can't wait to get Logan R. Hayes to do my wedding videographer. Oh my gosh. He's going to do all of my videographer. It's going to be the best. I love you. It's going to be so lit. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, so our first category, <laughs> our first category is for scariest creature. All right. So originally, I had four nominees for this. Originally, we had, along with the Basilisk and Aragog, we had Lockhart and <laughs> Mandrakes. Okay. But you can only do polls of two things on Instagram. So it's Basilisk or Aragog. And now remember, Brayden's vote counts extra. Brayden's vote counts for five followers. So he has the potential to swing some of these races here. Brayden, who's the scariest creature in Chamber of Secrets? Well, I was thinking we could also hear Joseph's vote. Oh, that's true. How much does that count for, what, two? Because he's a patron? Let's say two, yeah. Okay. Well, we can really swing some votes here. So, uh, Joseph, patrons first. Hmm. What's the scariest creature? The Basilisk or Aragog? Aragog is? I'm not sure. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's a giant talking spider. Oh, the one that falls into the woods. Yeah. Got it. Um, okay, this is just from the movie. So, Ooh, listeners, beware. Uh, I would probably say Aragog because, like, I don't know. In the movie, at least, Aragog is, like, much more imposing and has, like, other like i think if i remember correctly he has like a lot of like other spiders helping him and stuff so yeah, like those are his children yeah so like i would always face one big thing over like a thousand little things 
like Jurassic Park, I think two, where like there's a bunch of little velociraptors chasing them, like the knee high <laughs> ones. Like that's like the worst nightmare. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll take one T-Rex over like a hundred of those little things like any day. So that's why I have to go with Aragog. Talk about Garofmi. <laughs> Raiden, do you agree or disagree? Um, I think everyone knows. I just, I, I agree. I, um, really? You, you're going to pick the spider as the scary thing? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> we, we've been over this. Yeah. I know, I was joking. So, the that makes it, it's, let's see, you guys give seven votes to Aragog. So, by a score of 11 to 25, Aragog is the scarier. Nice. Congratulations, Aragog. Mm-hmm. You did it. Y- you are terrifying. Uh, can I get Aragog accepting his muggy? Can I get his acceptance speech, Braden? I have no idea what his voice would be. It's just like spidery. Like, what does a spider sound like? It's spidery. It's spidery. Is it high or low? Does a spider I have a high voice? I think it's like really <laughs> scratchy. Yeah. It's like golem like Yeah. That's good. Congratulations, I want Eric to God. thank my family and all those who helped me along the way to this award. Nice. Um. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> and scene. Yeah. Good. Uh, moving on, we've got best moment. Best, best moment. moment. Hard to narrow it down to two. What would have your What would your nominations have been? Not that I didn't ask you for categories and nominations. Okay. But if I was to put you on the spot, what would you have nominated for best moment? Hmm. This was. It was in this book that uh, they were taught. They, they they had the dueling class, right? Yeah. So I enjoyed um, really that whole scene. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know if that would have made I don't know if that would have taken the award home, but if I was to contribute one, that would be it. Well, that was not one of our nominees, but we do have a somewhat related nominee. Best moment option one is when Lockhart obliviated himself. <laughs> <laughs> when he just I figured that that'd be some shot in Freuda you'd like. You know, you are famously not a big fan of Lockhart, and so I thought you might have liked to see him get his comeuppance there. Mm-hmm. And the second option is Dobby being freed. Okay. So what's the best moment, guys? Lockhart self-obliviating or Dobby's freedom? Joseph, what say you? Uh, for me, I feel like, like you were saying, Brayden, Dobby just seems to be such a central character that freeing Dobby has to be the favorite moment, and I, I don't know if it's in the book, but in the movie, he has the famous quote of, Dobby is free! Careful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, goes, careful, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm I, spoiling, so please stop me if I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're a loose cannon. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I love it. This is so much more exciting. <laughs> so Rogi could freak out at any yeah, minute. Just... Can you mute me? Is that an option? Just like if I'm starting to go off the deep end, just like silence me. Um, I mean, you're a wizard, so I, just cast a spell, right? Yeah, Silencio. <laughs> um, I definitely can mute you. Okay, let's try it. Uh, wait, no, I can only mute myself. <laughs> wait, That's is, annoying. So is Silencio is the silencing spell? Or is that just yeah. Spanish for silent? Be silent. It's both. Oh. Mm. Okay. I'm sorry, it, spells are largely derived from Latin roots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's other derivations as well. So you're voting Dobby, Brayden? Uh, I'm going to have to go the other way on this one. Um, I just really 
this was the moment I had been craving mm-hmm. is for Lockhart to get his. And uh, the way it happened was just pretty satisfying. Um, I would imagine Rachel would agree with me. Hmm. And Rachel I hope did agree with you. Yep. And I hope it's as good in the movie as it was in the book. Um, I'm, I wonder, though, if after watching the movie, if I will feel like the freeing of Dobby's the bigger moment. So, well, after reading the book, I enjoyed that was I'll vote Lockhart. That's definitely respectable. You voted the same way as Rachel and the same way as Mitch Mitchell, not Mitch Graff, R.I.P., but Mitch Mitchell Rogers. Perfect. But Joseph voted with a lot more people. (laughs) (laughs) Dobby wins that one by a score of uh, what does that make it? 27 to 10. Whoa. So you were half of the Lockhart votes All there, right. Brayden. Cool. Well, um, since Joseph uh, killed it with the Dobby impersonation earlier, can he do the acceptance speech? So this acceptance is Lockhart obliviated the moment is accepting a award? No, no Dobby, Dobby won. won. Oh, Dobby, Dobby, Dobby won by a lot. Okay. <laughs> Lockhart That's obliviated the, the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I, I accept this award. <laughs> it's I, just I like a song. <laughs> well, he'd like that. I feel like Woody. I just, I, I really picture him like in thirty years, just being like, "Oh, another sock." That's all they get me for Christmas now. <laughs> okay, let's spoilers. <laughs> um, we're gonna skip the next category. I want to end with that one. Uh, so we're gonna move on to. No, we just did that too. Uh, let's go to biggest beef. Biggest beef. <laughs> biggest beef. <laughs> so biggest beef. Wow, this is uh, going to be an interesting voting process here. We have Malfoy getting Dumbledore fired. So the mm-hmm. fact that Lucius Malfoy was able to kick Dumbledore out of Hogwarts mm-hmm. versus the f- just the fact that Gildor Lockhart is a professor. <laughs> just his whole deal exists. I think you all know where I'm gonna vote <laughs> I don't know you've beefed pretty hard about mm-hmm. both of these things yeah I've got plenty of beef to go around but uh, Joseph let's hear your side oh man that's a hard one they're both pretty bad and I feel like Dumbledore is at the center of both of these really mm. good point classic Cause... Harry Potter <laughs> um, I think a bigger beef for me would be Probably hiring Lockhart because ding, 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 ding. like there's like no reason to like the ousting Dumbledore. Like okay, Dumbledore didn't really fight back, but like he like there's a reason that Lucius like was doing it. But for mm-hmm. hiring Lockhart, it's just like but why? Like you find someone better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will tell you. I mean, Hagrid kind of said it, so it's not a spoiler. Lockhart was the only person that applied for the job. So maybe that should still not a reason play. to hire. Yeah, well, I think Brian Brady even said like, okay, Dumbledore, just step in real fast, be a substitute for a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah, like that's fair. Or just another wizard. <laughs> Any <laughs> wizard? You know anyone else? <laughs> or like Hermione? Yeah, might as well just give her like three books and then two days, and you're good. Yeah, give her two weeks to get studied and read up, and she could easily teach that class better than than Lockhart. She's gonna teach seven levels of it. Yeah, she'll be fine. Okay. So you're both voting Lockhart? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll tell you that it's a, this is a very close one. It was tied before you guys voted. Mm. Oh, wow. 12 to 12. 
So now it's what, what do you guys seven votes? So now it's nineteen to twelve. Lockhart wins. That's our biggest beef. Boom. Yeah, they were close. I get it. They were. It was very close. Uh, this one might not be quite as close. We've got best new character. Who do you think our nominees are? Lockhart. <laughs> uh, I think we'll have some Dobby. Yeah, Dobby is one. Well, maybe Tom Riddle. I considered Tom Riddle. We I also see that you have Justin Filch, Finch, Fleshley, Flynn, Flagger, Fledgerson. <laughs> Name three more. <laughs> Justin. Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> so I was going to say, Justin Anthony Towns. Yeah. Um, it is Justin Finch-Fletchley is our second nominee. So Dobby versus JFF. Why, Who's the why is he the second nominee? I don't I don't know, man. I thought about going <laughs> Ginny. It was kind of like yeah. an ironic nomination. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. Who's best new character for you guys? Well, I mean, <laughs> with all that buildup, I wonder which one I'm going to pick. Uh, probably <laughs> Dobby. <laughs> You guys have been very clear about your feelings for Dobby's importance to to the story. Yeah. I guess I don't really see JFF being that important moving forward. But then that means we don't get to say Jeffafa. Wait, is this Jif-a-fa. is this favorite character or most important character or best character? Best new character. Best. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Best new character. I stick with Dobby. Yeah. That one's pretty easy. I think it's Dobby. With your guys' votes, that makes it 27 to 5. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who voted JFF? Uh, I can tell you. I did. Uh, I also did as the Muggles Perspective account. <laughs> <laughs> so it's me twice. It's Wyatt. Shout out Wyatt. He's one of my former students. Sophie, who is one of my fo- a former youth grouper. And Josh Summers. All right. Do you know Josh Summers? Absolutely not. Me neither. Should I know Josh? Shout out Josh Summers. Okay. I don't know. I didn't know if you knew him. I feel like we're like throwing these guys into the bus. Yeah. I would love for any of these people, um, and this includes you too, Rogi, to call into the Howler and explain (laughs) why why Jififa is the best new character. I mean, you can't see the picture that we put up of him, but like he just looks like he has a lisp, and I like that about him. I wonder if I can get to this. (laughs) He's got his hair thing going on. It's like a very modern haircut for a like '90s twelve-year-old wizard, which I respect. Jeffafa. What's honestly? We should get that actor to come on the pod. What's what? What's our Instagram handle? Well, do you know we have a pick deer page? That's not a thing. Uh, it just pulled up, and it's got like one of our old cover arts, and it's kind of weird. What's pick deer? I have no idea. You're just making things up. Okay, well, you're looking up this picture of Justin Finch-Fletchley, a.k.a. the only picture that comes up if you Google image search Justin Finch-Fletchley. We've got worst moment. So we had best moment. Now we're going to do worst moment here. Uh, kind of a, Kind of a surprise for worst moment. We've got, this is sort of like biggest beef. The fact that Lockhart is the guy in charge of the dueling club. Uh-huh. So that's not a great look from JKR or Dumbledore. And that goes up against... Let me see if I can slide over here. That goes up against uh, just the whole spider. Follow the spiders. Which one did you like less? The fact that Lockhart was in charge of Dueling Club or following the spiders? Hmm. Go ahead, Joseph. 
I feel like just because the directions... Like, okay, Lockhart is already the, the professor at this point, so, like, him being in charge of a club is not, like, that much worse, I feel like. But, like, the directions of just follow the spiders from, I think, Hagrid is just so vague and so vague. not helpful in the slightest. Just bad. Dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Hagrid just is, like, helping these kids get in trouble a lot. And it's just, like, not helpful to anyone, this direction, nor... I mean, in the end, I guess it was helpful, but um, I'm, I'm going with Follow the Spiders. Okay. Brayden? Hmm. See, just upon hearing the question, I would have probably said Lockhart dueling, but Joseph's explanation actually has me thinking differently. This is an important vote to be cast. Yeah, because that really was annoying. That that was all Hagrid could leave these children with. If anyone wants to learn some stuff, <laughs> all they'd have to do would be follow the spiders. That'd it's, lead him right. It's just so bad because he's trying to be sneaky, but literally, it's just as helpful to the people he's trying to be sneaky like towards versus the people he's trying to talk to. Like they have no. That's the thing. Th- that's what's so annoying about it. Is like I get what he was trying to do, but. It was. It didn't give the kids really any advantage that anybody else didn't already have. And like that's Hagrid. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Hagrid. My guy tried to raise a dragon in his wooden hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I think we'll go with that. I think we'll go with follow the spiders. All right, that gives that gives the win to follow the spiders. Wow. So you guys, you guys are seven votes. So that makes us eighteen for follow the spiders. Awful duelist was twelve. Was winning. Wow. So you guys swung that one. I, I'm sorry to the dueling voters. I get it. Yeah. He's pretty awful. Yep. No, it was it was very annoying. <laughs> and uh, I think just a complete mistake by uh, whoever, I assume Dumbledore decides that. <laughs> so he's he's really dropping the ball as far as putting the correct supervision in place. Okay, we've got two more categories here. Uh, this category is biggest surprise or biggest plot twist, depending on which way Rachel phrased it when making the post. Biggest plot twist is what she called it. So is it Tom Riddle from the diary turned out to be Voldemort? Or, oh, I guess it was Ginny that was opening the Chamber of Secrets the whole time. Hmm. So Tom Riddle equals Voldemort or Ginny has been the heir of Slytherin. So this this is the actual question is like what we were surprised more by. Which What was the biggest surprise or plot twist? Okay. I think for me, I think it was. It has to be Riddle is Voldemort because, especially in the movie version, Tom Riddle is like portrayed like very like normal. I guess you could say like mm-hmm. you wouldn't connect it automatically with um, Voldemort. Um, so that's just, I guess that surprised me the most. Is just like, oh, this guy that we've been seeing flashbacks of this whole time is is Voldemort or. Yeah. What say you, Brayden? This one's really hard. Um, I didn't see either of these coming, mm. so both of these were complete surprises. Um, I don't know. I'm leaning towards Ginny opening the chamber just because that's like the last person I would have guessed. Um, I mean, I also don't feel like I really would have ever gotten to the idea of Tom Riddle being Voldemort. Right. But... I think we knew something was weird about Tom Riddle, at least in the book. So I, I'm i going to go with Ginny opening the chamber, I think. 
All right. Well, Braden definitely voted with a majority on that one. With Joseph's votes, we had eight for Tom Riddle being the Dark Lord. And we had 23 for Ginny. I really thought that would be closer. (laughs) I know. You would think so. I thought that was a pretty evenly matched one. All right. We've got the big one left. What do you think it is? The MVP. It's the MVP. Who is the MVP of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? So I'm going to lay out the case for both of these people here, all right? Well, people... Yeah, let's hear it both. People in... It's kind of a stretch. So we've got your uh, returning champion, which is obviously... Hermione. Hermione. We've got Hermione. So let's hear it for Hermione. Hermione figures out that it's a basilisk way before anyone else. She figures out how he's moving around. She saves her life and another girl by using a mirror to look around the corner. Hermione overcomes racism on the part of Malfoy. (laughs) Hermione does fall in love with Lockhart, so, like, that's a strike against her, I guess. Yep. She, yeah, manages to be helpful to Harry and Ron while petrified and is still disappointed that they canceled exams even though she missed, like, two months of being awake. So is Hermione the MVP versus coming in kind of... uh, at the 11th hour, Fox the Phoenix. So Fox teaches us about phoenixes, which is fun. Uh, Fox pecks out the eyes of the basilisk. Fox carries the hat, the sorting hat, down to Harry, um, just because Harry was loyal to Dumbledore. So that gives you the warm fuzzies about loyalty and also was very helpful because we got the sword out of the hat. And then Fox, lest we forget, just carries... Harry, Ron, Lockhart, and Ginny back up to Moni Myrtle's bathroom. Like, flies them. So, like, that's impressive. Couldn't have done it without Fox. Who's the MVP? And these your votes will be very important here. Wow. <sighs> okay. I think for me, it has to be because of consistency uh, through the last book and this book. But although we're just talking about this book, right? Just this book. Ooh. See, this is the issue with the entire title of MVP, not just in this book, but in in professional sports and anything, <laughs> because it is the most valuable player, most valuable, not the best playmaker, not the person who made the, who scored the most points in the finals. Yeah. Who is the most valuable player? So how do you define value? Is that like if you took away their contributions, what would you have left? Exactly. If you took them away, how good is the team? So we take away Hermione. That's how Dude. I view it anyways. I don't that doesn't mean Joseph has to view it that way. I sure. just I get annoyed with MVP in professional sports and I'm kind of yeah. ranting about that in Harry Potter world. No, this is a classic sports conversation is what does MVP mean yeah. to you? I would have to say, I would have to disagree slightly because well, I I agree for the most part, but in this book, I mean in most books there's a climax and that's where the like fight is happening, right? So like in sports mm-hmm. Yes, you need to be good in the season, and then you definitely need to be good in the playoffs, and then you need to be good in the finals. And But, like, every playoff game matters, too, I guess. But for this, I right. think I'll have to go with Fox, because... Wow, I thought you were going the I know, way. but he comes in, and he basically finishes, like, the main conflict, The really the only conflict that matters... Mm, that's a stretch, but the only conflict that... The, the highest conflict is resolved by him, and he's the one who... Dis- like, who who does it? He, he, he wins it for him. So, you know what this reminds me of? What sports conversation this reminds me of is like the Hall of Fame argument. Some people vote for Hall of Fame based on P- 
peak, right? Mm-hmm. This player had three amazing seasons. Yeah. And other people vote on sustained success, longevity. Right. They're able to have a good career, or like they were very good for 10 years in a row. And which yeah. one do you value more? Yeah. that I think that one's harder. Um, hmm. Hermione or Fox? So, you know, Joseph mentioned consistency. Um, and I guess in in terms of what I was explaining earlier, like if you take this person away from the team, what, what are they worth? And when I think about Ron and Harry and, um, I don't know, I guess kind of the Gryffindor house in general, um, mm-hmm. Hogwarts, if you take Hermione away, huh. they don't get very far. It's true. No. Now, you could say that about Fox because of the climax of this book. I get it. Um, but they don't even get to that mm. climax without they don't they don't get to the basilisk without Hermione. So there are some playoff games um, that I'm missing in my analysis is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not trying to like no, tear no, it down, I but it. I think there's just a good case to be made for both. There is. Cuz I so I'm I'm probably going to vote for Hermione and while saying I'm not voting against Fox even though I right. am. Two deserving yeah. nominees. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think Hermione has the longer track record, um, huh. and you don't you don't even get two Fox getting the chance to be the MVP without Hermione. So, so with that, Hermione wins fifteen to thirteen. Oh man, it was a close one, folks. Congratulations, Hermione. Congratulations to Hermione. Congratulations to our you, our listeners for getting to listen to this conversation. <laughs> Congratulations to Joseph. Yeah, big congrats to sponsor. Joseph. Uh, let's give it up for all of our participants in the second annual Muggies. You to real MVPs. Well, Hermione to real MVP, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's back-to-back for Hermione? Oh, yeah, she was on book one, too. Book one as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm just assuming that she won MVP. I think she was. I did not listen back to that episode. Yeah. She probably I think was. she was two-time we'll MVP if, winner. We'll see if she can three-peat uh, next book. But before that, we are going to take a just a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And so there we're going to cut, and we're going to insert the ad read for Logan's videography that we did in the last episode. And we're back, and we've got one more segment for you. This is our patron-focused segment. Joseph, today, texted me saying that he thought that maybe we could do a game where we sort celebrities into houses. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I I feel like, And I feel like I have to say this because a lot of my friends, they sort themselves into Gryffindor and take take the Gryffindor bias out, or try to, you know, like... It's hard right. because yeah. that's all you see, yeah. but like you got you got to do it. Okay. Okay. Before we so, get started, mm. I need to I need to be reminded. Obviously, like Slytherin and Gryffindor, you can those are the big two that you know. Like, what are the traits of Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff again? Well, I want to know what you think the traits of Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are. Okay, so are. I'm pretty sure that because one of them is like the nerds, right? Like the really smart ones, and I think that that's Hufflepuff. Okay, and what's Ravenclaw? I don't even know. 
Um, <laughs> I just sort of think of Ravenclaw as like second place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Gryffindor is always going to end up winning and Slytherin will like screw it up at the end or something. And then Ravenclaw is just sort of like that second place team. Um, but their traits, aren't they like supremely loyal or something? Joseph, can you confirm or deny these statements? By I reading? deny. <laughs> uh, you were for Hufflepuff, like you were trying to describe Ravenclaw when you were describing Hufflepuff, basically. Uh, I think it's part okay. of it, at least. And then also in the movie, they're like very dark and brooding. I don't know if that's like true or just like that's what you are because your colors are purple. I think again, Rogue is gonna correct me on all uh, this. So it's, right, it's blue and like uh, like a copper. In the movies, it's blue and silver because. Uh, we can't read the books well enough to get the details <laughs> right. I'm sorry. But in the books, it's uh, like blue and bronze. And then like Hufflepuff gets like okay. no screen time in the movies. And they basically. Right. Well, they do in chamber because mm. Justin gets oh. taken down. And so there's, there's some of that. Yeah. Okay. And what's their traits again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neither do I. So a lot of like you guys are definitely right about the like Gryffindor bias, but in the deep fandom, there's a lot of retconning of these houses where it's like actually like you go all the, like you can flip it all the way around and talk about how Slytherins are brave and Gryffindors are smart or whatever. But uh, on a basic level, it's Hufflepuffs are like loyal and hardworking, and Ravenclaws are supposed to be clever and studious. Um, You hear a lot of talk these days about how Hufflepuff, one of the traits of Hufflepuff house is that they'll also accept people that don't fall cleanly into any of the other houses. So that's something that I've heard recently is people arguing because Helga Hufflepuff said, I'll take the rest. Like she'll teach whoever. And so that could be people who are smart, but they don't view their intelligence as their defining characteristic, if that makes sense. Um, this is like the kind of thing that you post about if like you strongly identify as a Hufflepuff and like argue with people online about the validity of Hufflepuff as a Hogwarts house. So it just depends how far you want to go. So I'm going to say that at the end of all this, Rogi, your opinion on the celebrity is kind of what actually matters. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the celebrities. I just have... Like, I'm in Facebook groups, a couple of them about, like, Harry Potter stuff, and people are always posting, like, oh, let's sort the kids from Stranger Things, or let's sort, you know, whoever, the Fellowship from Lord of the Rings, or the Friends characters. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of the theory behind, like, why people make those choices. Fair enough. Yeah, I've seen some of those. I'm trying to, I tried to choose celebrities that I haven't seen, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe you've seen these and I haven't, so... We'll see how this goes. It's not my favorite part of the fandom, so I don't like de- delve into it. Yeah, I mean, it's all just theory until they take the Pottermore test, right? So, right. Um, okay, so my first celebrity that I have up here on my list is Johnny Depp. Hey, ooh, big fan. You might know him okay. from Pirates of the Caribbean or Edward Scissorhands. Or many other... Oh, Alice in Wonderland, the Disney live-action version. Right. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? That's the one I was looking for. I couldn't remember the title. That's one of my favorites. Uh, Finding Neverland. Rango. Mm. I'm just going to keep naming Johnny Depp films. Oh, he's in a perfume Um, commercial like I saw yesterday, I think, online. 
Is it he in like Murder on the Orient Express? Sounds sounds like something he'd or do. Something like that. He's definitely in the new Willy oh, yeah. Wonka. Um, most recently, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm. Spoilers. Okay. Jeez. So what house nope. are we putting him in? There's a tendency to put people that are weird into Ravenclaw because it's like, oh, like Ravenclaws don't care what people think. They're just like into like learning and knowledge and being free spirits. I don't know. So that's, hmm. but that's just if you're thinking of like, that's just you sorting Jack Sparrow, you know? <laughs> yeah. But aren't they the same? No, but I, in, in my head, Johnny Depp yeah. is Jack Sparrow in real life. Like he's just, okay, he's so kind of weird in every role he does. Right. He Johnny Depp's it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that answer. I'm good okay. with that. Okay. Then. I mean, you can see Slytherin too. Okay. So that's where I was going to go. Is this just me? <laughs> these? I mean, your opinion is the only like educated yeah. one, I think. But I, the only, if I had to come up with an argument against Ravenclaw, I was going to say Slytherin because he mm-hmm. does kind of have a dark side. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, oh yeah. and he's super racist. I mean, so no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. You guys might not know as much about it, but there is a controversy about his casting in Fantastic Beasts because when the in kind of the early stages of the Me Too movement, it came out that there were like allegations of domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against him levied but they're from like 10 years ago and so i'm not like super up on like the details of like what exactly it was it was like a partner or a spouse or something but there's been kind of a groundswell of mm-hmm. like anti johnny depp sentiment among the fandom interesting so i was like i was like oh that's our first <laughs> celebrity that we're doing okay um i mean it's fine like start off with a bang because of that or anything but yeah, yeah like that's definitely you can definitely see people saying slytherin because of that Mm. Well, like I didn't really know that, so that's not why I said that. But. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. It's totally fine. I could, Jack Sparrow, I feel like, is a Slytherin. Like, he's going to do whatever it takes to, like, yeah, deceive get him and... to get out in the end. But and... didn't you say Ravenclaw is, like, the clever house? Yeah. So, I, mean, I think you could argue yeah. Jack Sparrow being a Ravenclaw, too. Because that dude is but, clever as it gets. Yeah, but he's... I would. Is he clever or is he cunning? Cunning, you're right. You're right. He's He is clever. I mean, it's all shades. So I think it's good. I think uh, if I can amend this game yeah. a little bit, Joseph, yeah. are you amenable to that? I think that we should go in order and each pick a house and have to like defend Sounds it. Good. But we can't pick the okay. same one. Okay. Okay. That will be more funny from me or Joseph because right. we don't. We're just making stuff up. Really? No. Yeah, but good. that's yeah. fine. Uh, the next one I have is Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon or CEO. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Brayden gets to go first. Oh, man. Hmm. Good point. <laughs> so I'm up first. Yeah, you get first choice. Top pick. So I, this is gonna, this is funny. I, I watched recently on YouTube the, because um, Steve Carell was on Saturday Night Live mm. recently. True. And did you guys see that skit he did where he was I did. Jeff Bezos? It was fantastic. No. Yeah, pretty good. And I'm kind of a guy who enjoys flipping through YouTube videos comments just to see like how idiotic people can be. Right. Um and all the comments under that video was like, you know, like they kind of paint the light that like Jeff Bezos is a good guy and he's actually horrible. Like he treats his employees like crap. And I can't confirm that, nor do I know, like, anything about that, but it did kind of make me feel like, man, maybe Jeff Bezos is a bad guy, which is hilarious, because that's coming from YouTube comments, (laughs) which is 
they the swayed someone's opinion source I can think of. for once. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're going Slytherin here. Yeah, and I think he has a very like Voldemort quality, like the baldness <laughs> and the. I don't know. I could totally see him being the villain in a movie. Sure. So yeah, I'll go Slytherin. Okay, Joseph. Oh, I was I was leaning towards Slytherin, but I will choose Ray. Mm-hmm. And between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, I would say Ravenclaw because he's super smart. He knows what he's doing all the time. As you said, from I'm pulling from your experience, Rogi, that uh, he at Ravenclaws kind of don't care what happens. They just kind of get stuff done. And I feel like that's the kind of guy he is. Just like, well, this drones delivering packages, that's stupid, but let's do it. Like, I don't care. It's, it makes sense to me. And I have the money right. if it fails. So, yeah, that's fair. That's a good one. Well, I am not going to argue that he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> so Slytherin definitely would have been my first choice. I Most of the Jeff Bezos um, narrative that I'm familiar with is from the treating employees terribly side of things. That's just what I have heard. I mean, I do not have firsthand experience with that either. But about people like having to pee their pants at work because they're not allowed to take breaks and stuff like that. Uh, so but I'm going to go Gryffindor. He's, he's confident. Yeah. He's, he's going to like, I can see, I can see him in like talks f- for a merger, just be, just really pushing his point and like being ruthless about it. Kind of like a Gryffindor wants to win. A Gryffindor is going to, is going to come at you. A Gryffindor is like, is playing poker and he's going to go all in on the first hand. Like that's a Gryffindor. And you're like, wow, I can't call that, you know, yeah. it's the first hand. Kind of like Dumbledore, like being over Hogwarts and being a Gryffindor, just like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. Like, doesn't matter. I'll give you points for things. <laughs> Gryffindor's <laughs> cheat. Um, I mean, they're not above it. I'd say cheat's probably more of a Slytherin thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, my argument for Gryffindor. Okay. So call in and tell us who you think won the argument. <laughs> oh please do! I don't know. Are we gonna dis- are we gonna try to decide? I don't. I don't think there's a winner. I think we just have to argue, right? No. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's fun to okay. go back and forth. I have two more. <clears throat> My next one is the Sham Wow guy. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. guy that uh, got kicked out because he's got like a coke addiction yeah, or I something. Think so. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Are we not talking no, about Billy Mays? No. No. Sham Wow guy. Come on. I know what ShamWow, about the ShamWow phenomenon, I know it exists. I don't know if I've ever seen the ShamWow commercial, though. I just love that he's in the same list with Jeff Bezos (laughs) and Johnny Depp. (laughs) Okay, Joseph, you get first pick. Um, You know what? I'll go, I'll go Gryffindor for for similar reasons (laughs) that you had for Jeff Bezos, but (laughs) he's... He's. I mean, let's be honest. He is Jeff Bezos. He's just the selling side of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, just if anyone wants to look him up, his real name is Vince Offer. No. Yeah, Vince Offer. Wow. Did he oh, change F-F-E-R. his name to that? Like when he became a salesman, he's like, "Oh, do I have an offer for you?" And he hands him his card. Um. So this is hilarious. Wait, Under is he his also like the Google profile, guy? is he the what? The slap chop guy. Uh, I think he might have done that. Yeah. He's from Israel. Wow. He is a slap chop guy. He's listed as a director on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> so Joseph says Gryffindor, Braden. Um, wow. He had a fatal heart attack from cocaine overdose. 
Um, so I'll just leave that there. Uh, he... Okay, so Ravenclaws are, like, the clever, smart guys. Hufflepuff is more the loyal, like, hardworking. Hmm. I guess I'll go with Hufflepuff, because I don't know where you'd put this guy. And, Rogi, you were saying that, like, people are making that argument for Hufflepuffs. Like, we'll take the ones that you don't know what to do with. Um. Sure. I guess. That's not a great defense, but I, I don't know what to do with the ShamWow guy. I was going to try to argue Hufflepuff, so I respect that choice. If you have a better Hufflepuff. argument than that, go ahead, and I'll try to put him in a different No, I, I'm stuck on Slytherin. I mean, like, I've got, what do I have? Slytherin and Ravenclaw? I don't look at him and think Ravenclaw, so I'm going to go Slytherin. Um, Slytherins as salesmen, cunning, snake oil salesmen, like wow, this is going to change your life. You know, over-promising something. Yeah. I think that's kind of something a Slytherin would do. Yep. They're, they're trying to get the money and run. Like, what's the guy from uh, The Music Man? He was probably a Slytherin. Mm. That's a cunning thing to do is is really sell someone on something they don't need. So That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that and I like that we're just assuming that this guy's whole identity <laughs> is the fact that he sells ShamWows. <laughs> Well, we know that, and we know that he had a cocaine problem. Yeah. He didn't so, He didn't die. I looked it up. He, you gotta, he, no. he didn't die? He's still he's alive. Still alive. still alive. 54 years old. Wow, he's mysterious. <laughs> this guy. Okay, so we, okay, what, what the last Joseph? one is, it's not really a celebrity, but I'm going to still throw it out there. The sorting hat. <laughs> Whoa. If the sorting hat had to be sorted, what? Which one would he go to, or which one would he pick? Okay, so first of all, we're just using he, so we're gendering the sorting hat already, so that's cool. 2018, <laughs> Joseph. Well, from the movie, he has a masculine voice, but I guess he could take uh, supplements for that. I don't know. That's fair. Does one of you have a strong opinion? You want to jump in with one? Uh, Rogi, I feel like you should take this one. Um, I mean, like I can, but I don't know if you guys are going to want to go after me. Does that make sense? Well, I can almost guarantee we don't want to go after you, but I have no, like, real knowledge to base this off of for the hat. Unfortunately, the sorting hat... I mean, you can make a pretty strong argument for one house in particular uh, because the sorting hat was Godric Gryffindor's Ooh. hat. Oh. So the deal was that when they were alive, when Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw were founding the school, they just picked their students by hand and then they started to get old and they were like oh we want the school to continue but we're but we aren't gonna like live forever we can't always be here to pick them so it's like one of the coolest like magical objects in the world because they were able to like give it basically their own they were like they're able to like explain to it their motives and give it kind of a brain sort of um and the ability to read minds and just delve into people. So it's, it's like a really complicated, like magical thing that they made, but I would associate, I associate it with Gryffindor and it's hard for me to break that. Um, he kind of sorts the best. I mean, like he sorted Hermione and Dumbledore and McGonagall and Harry Potter all into Gryffindor. So like he's pulling a Dumbledore and just like that's helping Gryffindor win more. Right. Got it. Right. Um, yeah, like a Gryffindor is going to be brash and bold and be like, well, I think you're a this. Like, that seems like a thing a Gryffindor yeah. might do. Those are my arguments for okay. Gryffindor. I'll go next. My argument is going to be for Slytherin because he keeps putting Ooh. the racist people all together. 
and keeps them in the same team. So yes, that it goes with their traits, but I think if he really wanted uh, integration to happen and for equality to happen, he would have people commingling instead of having them separate. So by separating sure. all of them, he is perpetuating the problem of uh, magical racism. I don't know if that's called. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's basically racism. The, throughout history. Yeah, that's just tough because, like, he does that because that's what Salazar Slytherin wanted, and he got to have one-fourth of the say, you know? And so I think he the, the Sorting Hat pretty legitimately carries on the desires of its founders. Yeah. Or at least but I mean, like, with to. Harry Potter, right? He could have... His first instinct was to go to Slytherin, but he's like, oh, this guy's not, this guy's not racist, so I'm going to put him in Gryffindor. <laughs> or allow him to go to Gryffindor, I guess. Is way to say it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't have anything to go... <laughs> we, we took the big two, the, so... The, yeah, the other two options I feel like don't really make any sense. Um, I guess I would go Ravenclaw because the hat in the way it decides and interacts with each student has kind of a clever quality to it oh yeah for sure you know because um, it's it's almost like it's solving a riddle while it's like trying to figure out trying to you you are sitting with it on your head and it's like it's solving a riddle on its own i guess mm-hmm. and you have no idea where it's pulling these things from um i don't know i guess that would be the best i could do for ravenclaw it does have a, a clever quality to it yeah, I would say discernment is a Ravenclaw thing. That's that's wisdom. Those are all associated with Ravenclaw. Good. Is that the last one, Joseph? I mean, I have more, but we can we can save that for the next time I come on. Yes. Good segue. The next time you come on. So Joseph got to come on the show because he is in the wizard tier of patrons. So we are we love having Joseph support the show. And he's going to get to come on again because he will continue to support us into the next book, which is about to start. Prisoner of Azkaban. Get excited. I've told Braden before, but a lot of people... Prisoner of Azkaban is some people's favorite book. And Chamber of Secrets is almost everyone's... Is in almost everyone's least favorite. Bottom two. So things really uh, go up from here. And we're excited for that. Jump into prisoner we're gonna to try to change things up with the recording schedule i know there was a big gap between these last couple episodes and that that's been the case uh, earlier in season two as well do we call it season like each book is a season yeah of course is that cool it's super hip yeah okay i'm hearing a lot of positive <laughs> feedback about the season thing so i'm gonna go with it we'd like to record a little more often we'll see how that can go and if you want us to record more often, if you want to support us, uh, then the way to do that is on Patreon. So I have the Patreon is great. Joseph, have do you notice when there's more than a two-week gap between editions of the Bi-Weekly Profit? Do I personally? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> so there's not a Bi-Weekly Profit has come out for like two yeah, months. Yeah, I did, I did notice that. But if like you're like three weeks, cause I, like, I think that's happened a couple of times. Uh, I, I don't mon- I don't yeah. notice that at all, but um, yeah, I've I've noticed that it hasn't been in my inbox for quite a while. So like, yeah, so we haven't been putting that out as regularly, which like, I hope you're not incredibly. Offended. I mean, I'm taking away my patronage, but you know, that's it. That's all. Right. <laughs> Dang it. 
You're just holding yeah, on until you get to come we'll on the show. We'll have to start the next book, and then I can come on for the next book. <laughs> episode <laughs> one, just back-to-back episodes of Joseph. That'd be pretty good, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I was beating myself up about it. Like, we haven't gotten any out, but I just, I started a new job, and I have a commute, and my new stance is, like, you're supporting us on Patreon to support us, like, because you like the show. You're not doing it because of the newsletter like you're not doing it to get to buy a newsletter like that's a perk and i want to continue to provide it for you guys but also patrons if you like the newsletter respond to it uh comment on it i've asked several times for like what are your thoughts on this and that and no one responds so not encouraging me to post more newsletters tell us how you really feel (laughs) that's where we are uh, apologies to um, producer Jeremy and editress Jessica for me having a head cold kind of right now. You're better than that. Um, yeah, that's my bad. I should have planned that out better. Uh, Braden, do you want to take us out? Sure. Um, we want to obviously thank Joseph for coming on. He was an awesome yeah, guest. Um, he was an awesome guest. So we'll definitely look forward to having him on again. Um, Rogi just talked about how you could come on. Um, if that interests you, uh, we thank all of you for listening to another episode of Muggles Perspective. So uh, we're on social media, even though I'm not. Um, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. It will help us climb the charts of Harry Potter podcasts. And please like us on Facebook. We have an Instagram. It's at Muggles Perspective. Um, so next time you hear from us, we will be starting the third book which is titled (laughs) something is it are we already to the prisoner of azkaban we are perfect so we'll be talking about that or are we gonna Uh, have like a movie appearance thing first i don't know i mean we'll figure it out i would love to watch the movie with you we've i've talked to producer jeremy we may have to do something where like we are just both recording and we click play at the same time on the movie yeah. and sort of remote watch it together. That could work. I would love to get yeah. with you to watch the movie. It just doesn't yeah. seem like our schedules are lining up too well for that. So yeah, we'll figure My that out. Is so that, yeah, we'll probably get more episodes. We'll probably start prisoner book episodes before the chamber movie episode comes out. Does that make sense? I'm good with that. So, okay. um, and then I meant to mention as well, um as always please call the howler yes leave a voicemail um that number is 1-978-768-8370 or 1-978-potter-0 um you can literally talk about almost anything you want on there try to keep it pg or g um leave us wizarding band names chime in on the celebrity house sorting um decide if you think rog- rogi is a muggle or not well okay uh, <laughs> be nice he's not a muggle it's very clear <laughs> but yeah call call the the harry pot line do <laughs> that name for it i know i know when that pot line bling uh okay i'm back in yeah that was i good. knew i had you on that one yeah is that uh drake that is drake Nailed it. All right. right, Well, we'll see you all next time. Thanks, guys. Say thank you, Joseph. Oh, thanks, guys. Keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, podcast. (laughs) Boom.